we are looking at a beautiful one called patience. Other versions of the Bible call it long suffering. I am not going to take us into an English lesson where we need to define patience. I think you already have seen what patience is. <laughs> see, waiting patiently until that which you desire takes over or happens. I think that's a better definition. Yes, by living it. Glory to God this morning. So we want to begin somewhere so that we end somewhere. I want us to begin with the first Timothy chapter 6, verse number 11, because my message to us this morning is pursuing patience. Patience is something that we ought to pursue. The Holy Spirit is there in us to produce that kind of fruit, but it is up to you to pursue. It's up to you to wake it up. It's up to you to live by it. You know, the Holy Spirit is in you. He is a very gentle spirit. He doesn't force himself and say, today you will be patient. No, he expects you to seek what he is producing inside of you. To start it, to know it, to live by it, to love it, and to do, do whatever you need to do. To do. do you know that you can actually live in the flesh while the Holy Spirit is inside of you? Because you are not pursuing what he is trying to teach you. You are not following his agenda, you keep following your own agenda. He will never, never force you. He keeps knocking. He keeps saying, hey, KK, I am here. If you really want, I am around to teach you how to navigate this world and many other things. So the Bible, where we are reading, and we read that scripture, it talks of a number of things there. It says, but as for you, all men of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, pursue godliness, pursue faith, pursue love, Pursue steadfastness and gentleness. Steadfastness there is called patience in the other versions of the Bible, or it is called the long suffering. When you are steadfast, that means you are steady <laughs> all the way. You are not fretting about anything. You keep the focus. Yeah, there are many distractions in this life, but you have got to pursue steadfastness. You have got to pursue patience. Because if you are not patient, many things happen. Do you know that there are many believers who have suffered many things they were not supposed to suffer? Just because they are not patient enough. Just because they cannot wait for an hour. Just because they've learned this quick, organized kind of, or is it microwave kind of Christianity, that everything in the kingdom of God must be microwave. Yeah, it just has got to happen now, now, now. I'm immediately wake aside and one that's follow me. Therefore, everything must happen just now. Let it rain, it rains. Let the sun stop, it stops. Let there be money, money flows. Let this, this. 
that kind of gospel has hurt many of us, even here. It has hurt many around the world because that's not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we pursuing, among all the things we are pursuing, we pursue steadfastness. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me very well. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But the same Bible says pursue righteousness. The Bible says God has already put in your heart some measure of faith. But the same Bible says pursue that faith. You get what I'm talking about? God has put his love in your heart. And the same Bible says pursue love. Because if you are not pursuing, if you are not studying, if you are not doing it, if you are not working according to that, if you are not practicing it, these things don't grow in your life. And your life does not produce this fruit, which God wants to test. By the way, we are producing this fruit not for ourselves as such, but for God to enjoy you. Because he wants to enjoy you. Are you with me this morning? So the key thing is to pursue. Yes, the fruit is there already in your spirit because the Holy Spirit is in you. But you have a responsibility to pursue. But ladies and gentlemen, we cannot talk patience without talking faith. We cannot talk patience without talking trials or troubles or tribulations. You get what I'm talking about. Maybe let's look at Revelation chapter 1, verse number 9. I'm not sure if it will appear on your screens, but get to your Bible very quickly. And let's look at this one. This is John, John the Revelator. He says in verse 9 of chapter 1, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation, and the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Maybe let me bring it into context. John is in exile. He is in the island of Patmos. And they tell us that he is in a solitary confinement. He is by himself. Not only that, he has no sight. And he is writing to the churches, the seven churches, and he introduces himself as a companion, their companion, your companion, in tribulation, in the kingdom, and in patience. He is literally saying, I am with you also in this suffering. Suffering for the kingdom. And in this suffering for the kingdom, we can only go through it through patience of Jesus Christ. Not patience in Jesus Christ, no. But the patience of Jesus Christ. You saw Jesus Christ's patience. How patient he was in the garden of Gethsemane. When they arrested him and they put a crown of thorns around him. He was patient. He would have just clicked his finger and all those enemies would have been killed instantly. 
patient. We saw how patient he was on the cross to the point of saying, Father, forgive these guys, they don't know what they are. Come on, I thought they were killing you. I thought they knew they wanted to kill you, but he, look at what patience produces. And John says, I am a companion because you are going to suffer the same tribulations I am suffering in the kingdom, but the response is patience. The patience of Jesus Christ, without which you might not achieve what you ought to achieve for God, for the kingdom, and for Jesus himself. So you need the Jesus kind of patience, and that patience can only be produced by the Holy Spirit inside of you and me. It's not the patience we learn that. I mean, the, the, the easy things that we want to do and the like. This is patience in tribulations. Ladies and gentlemen, let me put it this way again <coughs> to understand whether you like it or not. The world is hostile against your faith. The world will even be more hostile against your faith, particularly your Christian faith. Never think that the devil will one day kiss you and say, I love you. He, his love is hostile. His kiss is hostile. You should have seen it in Gethsemane. When Judas kissed Jesus, yeah, and you saw the result of the kiss. Anything that the enemy will be throwing against you is full of hostility. It's poison packaged in something that looks beautiful. Whether you like it or not, you will go through tribulations. Some of you here are already going through tribulations, through challenges. And our challenges differ from one person to another. And our responses, of course, differ based on our maturity in the things of the Holy Spirit. But according to the kingdom, there has got to be one one response, patience, steadfastness, long suffering. And today's believers are too afraid of suffering because you think that when you are suffering, you have no faith. You think that when you are suffering, then you have committed sins. You are going to be the most righteous man or woman on earth and still suffer. If Jesus suffered, who are you? And he says, if they do this to the wet tree, what more to the dry tree? And he tells you that in this world you're going to have tribulations. And he says, but be of good, literally meaning be patient. Be steadfast, because I am again. Your challenge is over. I will be this morning. So, this morning, even as we look at patience, I want us to look at it from the context that James has put it for us. We will be in James chapter 1, just a few verses, and we will be done. Because I need us to look at these things so that we can fully, fully understand this patience of Jesus Christ that the Bible is talking about. 
And I accede to us that, ladies and gentlemen, tribulations will come, and tribulations are there to test our faith so that it produces the patience that is it required. The tribulations happen so that they can also teach you how to live on the Holy Spirit. Any believer who goes through challenges learns how to rely on the Holy Spirit. So you need the Holy Spirit in your trials because your trials have got some profits for you. The problem is you don't see the profits, you see the pain. The problem is you don't look ahead, you look at the current. You see, that is lack of faith and that is lack of vision. Any believer who goes into difficult times, it is not now, it is there. What is this situation communicating to me? What is it that I must gain from this situation which is of God, which is a good thing? Are you with me there? So, do not be afraid of your trials. In actual fact, don't curse your trials. Accept your trials as your schoolmaster, because they are there to test and to prune and to paint your faith. I will show you as you go on. Because James chapter 1, verse number 4 says, let patience have its work. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, there is work of patience that must be produced in our hearts, in our lives, so that we can really conform to the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, just to be like Christ is not just by coming to church, singing and reading scripture and doing this. It is about going through stuff and winning thereof. Because he has won it for you. How can you be like Christ if you don't want to go through some of the things that he demands that you go through? How can you be like Christ when you are not doing what he wants you to do when you face challenge? I never saw Jesus clap anyone except in the temple. <laughs> yeah? And he didn't make that a doctrine of preaching people in the temple. Don't sleep while I'm preaching. <laughs> I don't know, he didn't make it a doctrine. The guy was simple patient all the way. All the way. Through insults, he would not return insults. They could even spit at him, he would not speak back. Yeah? Very patient. And you are called to be like Jesus. You are called to, to carry your social responsibilities on this earth just like he did. And without patience, you would love Jesus with the word of your mouth. But your behavior and your responses to what is around you they glorify the man next door. And then you've got a prophet. Don't you think so? A serious problem. So, tribulations and trials and challenges and problems are there to train us. It doesn't mean that because you've become a Christian, you are excluded from suffering. No. After all, you guys, you are the only people who know how to suffer joyfully. The world doesn't know. In the world, they do all kinds of things, but you, you can suffer with a smile. 
You can suffer and still praise. You can suffer and still love. You can suffer and still give. You can suffer and still walk up. I mean, wake up and do what you are expected to do. You can suffer and still put on weight because you know how to suffer. <laughs> you know how to because you have the master inside of you who teaches you how to do these things and you are doing them for him. So like I said, testing of our faith is like a page, you see. It strips away all the false things in our faith so we can remain with what is genuine. Genuine faith. Not this form Kong kind of faith that we see all over. You're running all over the show, touching people's cars and claiming them to be yours. That's Hong Kong. That's not the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many times have you been there where they say claim somebody else's thing? They, they took it to the extremes in our life where they were even claiming some people's husbands and wives. <laughs> and they call it faith. Come on, guys, that is nonsensical. Trials are there so they can purge us of these things until we remain with genuine faith. You don't care somebody else, just look for yours and get yours. There are many. <laughs> yeah, you don't go by laying hands on people's cars and what you come to me. How can that be possible? God is not a protester, man. He doesn't steal to give to this one. He doesn't do that. Go and buy yours. Simple. That's what true faith entails. I will be this morning. So there is this purging that we must really really allow to take place in our lives as such. So this morning I will just give us a few hints, a few hints on how then we need to develop this patience in us, because it is important. How then we need to pursue this patience in us, because it is very, very important. We are going to read together here James chapter 1, verses 1 up to 5, and we will look at a few things. Can you bring that scripture on? Then we read it through together. Uh, when I do my plannings, I use the New King James version, which I love so much. But when I come here, we use the ESP. And uh, there's a little bit of a difference already. The Bible says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes in this passion. Eh? Is that the correct way? Greetings. Oh, greetings to you. The best to say is, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Wow. I love that one. Let's move on. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, patience. And let steadfastness, patience, have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously, to all without reproach, and it will be 
give them healing. Hallelujah. Praise God. So five things. How to pursue this steadfastness, this patience in our lives. The first one is rejoice. Yeah, rejoice in your trials. James says, count it all joy. When trials come your way, when tribulation comes your way, when tribulation, you know, vexes you left, right, and center, the Bible says, count that joy. What does that mean? It means rejoice in the tribulation. Because when you rejoice in the tribulation, your victory comes quicker. You need to understand that the, the agenda of the enemy is to make you sinfully angry. His agenda is to make you believe that because I am in tribulations here, God has abandoned me. And then you begin to seek your own solutions to your problems. And you miss God. The more you seek solutions, your own solutions to your problems, the quicker and the faster the enemy produces solutions. And he attracts you. You move from this one to that 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 one. Don't you remember the story of the woman in Mark chapter 5? She had a flow of blood. The Bible says she had been to physicians. So many of them paid money and lost many things. She had suffered so many things until the day she touched Jesus. That's what the enemy does. When you fail to control yourself in a tribulation or to manage your tribulation, the devil is quick to come with suggested opinions. And you people love opinions. Believers love opinions. I have this issue, let me ask this one, they give you a solution. Because all of us here are masters in giving solutions. And those solutions have nothing to do with the word of God. They have everything to do with what we heard other people say. You know what? I heard people say this. I heard people say this. And I heard people, ah, you know what? There is that guy who prays heavily in that place. You can go and see them. Because they pray for him. They pray for him. go to that one. It's that one who even oils you. They go there. Put you in a drop of oil. Tribulation is still there. You do so many things. But the Bible says when tribulation comes, my brothers and my sisters, rejoice. Count it joy. Bring it on, devil. I will show you that I am a child of God. I will show you that the Bible says in all these circumstances, I am more than a conqueror through Christ which loved me. I will show you that Jesus never leaves me but forsake He's with me always, and I will walk through this with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the winning attitude. Are you with me this morning? I will be patient and wait on the Lord because he never, never, never misses. A moment to help. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Tell the judge. Count the judge. Listen, stop condemning yourself because you are going through hardships. There is only one condemn and accuser of the latter, and that is the devil. Stop condemning yourself. Go through that thing with confidence, with faith, waiting on the Lord, because the Lord hears you and he shall deliver you. It has taken long. What long? It's not long. That's the lifestyle. That's the life period. Maybe the reason why it is taking so long, you are not focusing on the right thing. Maybe the reason it's taken so long, we are too jumpy. Yeah? You are trying to help God. Never help God. He doesn't need your help in solving your problems. He is well able by himself. Yours is to stay good, be patient, and trust and believe what he has promised he shall manifest. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Talk to your neighbor and say, Come to the whole joy. The best way of resisting the devil is to mock him, is to laugh at him. Yeah? He suggests this, you mock. You're a liar. The truth is this. Yeah, whether I am suffering or not. You know, before he proposed in Daniel saying to the king, listen, listen, we don't care about listening to him. Yeah? We don't care much. Yeah. yeah. There is, you know, if our God will save us, but if he doesn't save us, we don't bother dying for him. Yeah. We will not bow yeah. to your staff. Yeah? That's faith. And that's trusting in their God. Patient enough. And they were thrown into the fire. The moment they made those statements, Jesus left the heaven and was in the fire before they went into the fire. And he solved their issue. Give God the patience he desires of you and he will do great things for you. Count it all joy. The guys were not even bothered. They were not worried. Yeah, that they're going to be thrown into a fire. Yes. They went through and they came out without smelling fire or smoke. That's what patience does. Let's move on. So, the proper attitude of meeting adversity is to count it all joy. This is not an emotional reaction like we do. Some of us calm after our emotions have hit the roof. The first response is to be emotional. Shout back. Clap back. And then after our Lord, I'm sorry. I'm trusting in you, Lord. Help me. Because in trying to clap back, you broke your head. <laughs> Counting it all joy and being patient is not this emotional reaction that we see in the world. People are emotional. I mean, guys, look around you, you will see emotional responses. Yeah? At national level, global level, and everywhere. And suddenly you woke up two weeks ago, there is now a war in Gaza and Israel. Emotional 
thinkings. Yeah? Of uh, being excited <laughs> for nothing. And many people now are suffering. And many people are yet to suffer. And who knows how that thing will end. It might spill over because it has the potential to spill over emotional reactions. But we are not called into that. God wants you to appraise your tribulation according to his perspective. Look at your trouble according to God's perspective. Look at it in the eyes of God, in the eyes of faith. Come on, I'm not immune to tribulations. They must come to every believer. So today they have come to me. And I'm going to walk through this. And I begin to speak the word of God over my circumstances, over my everything. Ladies and gentlemen, cry in the presence of the Lord. Let me help you. When you come into the presence of the Lord, cry. Never make the mistake of crying in the presence of the devil. Don't do that. He will finish you off. In the presence of the devil, stand like a lion. That's what faith is all about. Resist the devil, he will flee. Not cry before the devil so he flees. No, he will not. The moment you go, crying in front of Satan, in front of your enemies, they will eat you for fire. I with me this morning. Cry here. I listen to you. Cry here. Out there, there is no tears to waste. Out there, we are fighting. Are you with me? We are engaging. We are walking through the fire. We are walking through our trials. We are counting them all joy. I put on a smile, but I know that inside of me, things are not well elsewhere. But in the face of the enemy, come on then. You heard me this morning. Talk to your neighbor and say, stop it. Don't cry. Number two, what else do you do? Like the scripture says, number one, we say to Joseph, number two, no. No. What should I know? Know that patience results when your faith is tested by trials. Verse two. Let's go to verse two. Let's go to verse two. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Let's go on to verse 3. For you know that the testing of your faith produces. But do you know that? Do you know that? That these trials may produce patience in you. You think they are coming to take away. Take away from you, take away your faith, compromise your faith. What will Christians say when they see me suffering? What will people say when they see me suffering? Yeah, you are strong in your suffering. All they want to see is how you end your suffering. Then they will come and say, please teach us. How really did you navigate? How did you handle that? 
When he really thought you were finished. How did you do that? Because you have the master who coaches you, who trains you. Are you with me? Knowledge is power, that is it. The Bible says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know that your trails are there to produce something of God in your life, you begin to run around and do what the world is doing. But if you know, you stay calm. If you know, you stay calm. Jesus was calm in the boat. There is a storm. He's with the disciples. He said, let's cross over to the other side. And a storm hits. And then the guys are panicking just like you and me. That's how we respond to things. The first thing is panic. We begin to explain it through science and biology. And then we never explain it through the spirit and the scriptures. And we justify this is how our bodies were made when there is a stimulus and there is this and this is how you respond. Come on, you are no longer in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. You respond the way of the spirit and nothing else. And Jesus is sleeping. Do you think he didn't see or know there was a storm? He saw it, he knew it, but he was calm, man. Calm. Sleeping. They yeah, didn't sleep last night. Yeah, there was movement all over around him. Yeah, it was easy. And all like, come on, sleep. Sleep. Be calm. What makes you think these things will come to you? What makes you think whatever is happening is coming to you? Talk to your neighbor and say, be calm. Sleep. Enjoy your sleep. Enjoy your sleep. I want to believe. This is me. This is the vertical me. I want to believe that believers, we don't have to suffer from sleepless nights because there are funny things happening at us. Yeah, there were owls making noise all over my roof. And like, come on, owls are there to help you. They are great and lizards and all that kind of stuff. Just leave. They have nothing to do with what you were told. Are you with me in this one? Be calm in a storm. That is patience. That is steadfastness. That comes through the spirit of the Lord. The whole world is in human. There is problems all over the world. Believers, you cannot be as panicking as everyone else. We expect you to be calm because your God, your Father, is in charge. Yeah? The creator of heavens and earth is listening to me. This world will not wake up tomorrow morning, God. No, He didn't say that. Know the facts, know the truth, know what is happening. And then when you know it, you use that knowledge. Knowledge is power. Those who know are not panicking. Those who don't know have already seen the end of the world in Israel and Gaza. But those who know, know that that is not it. Are you with me? So what do you know? Don't just know coming to Sunday, hear service, 
something of God that helps you to navigate this crazy world. Are you with me this morning? You help me. Let's move on. Let's move on. I want to finish. Number three. What do you do? Endure. Endure. Endure so that God has enough time to bring about Christ's likeness. He intends. Let's go back to verse number three. And look at the words. For you know that the testing of your patch of your faith produces steadfastness. Let's go on. I'm done. And let steadfastness have its full effect. This is a nuance. If you can't endure, the work of patience will not manifest. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the work of patience is not just now, it takes time. That is endurance, perseverance, holding on, being there. Whether there is anything or not, you can go five times. Go and check what you see in the sea. You remember the story of the light and the big man. Yeah? What do you see? Nothing. Go back. What do you see? Nothing. Open your eyes. Go back until those eyes see something different. Because it has all it has been there the first time you went. But because your eyes were not seeing the light things, you saw nothing. Yeah? Until the unmanaged eyes that see the things of the Lord, he began to see a cloud as big as a man's head. And the prophet says, that is good sin now. Now you can see. Right. And tell them the day is coming. Ladies and gentlemen, the things we are looking for, they are already there. They are visible but invisible. Because we aren't seeing properly. Sit down, breathe in and out, wait for the Lord, the eyes will open, and you shall surely see. Amen. That is what we call the eyes. That's the perfect way for who? Precious. That's what God wants to produce in each and every believer who can look into the situation in the world and see something that everyone is not seeing. Something of God. I was sitting there this morning here and I was in my head like debating and I was like, do we really see the opportunities that we have? I don't want to talk about Zimbabwe now, but that we have in Mulawa as believers. In my heart, I am longing for a great arisal of believers to take over the city because it is right for taking over. Because God has opened a door. Many of us just see finding foolish politics. Guys, God doesn't work politically, but he works through politics. Can you see that window? I pray God will open your eyes. And you'll see it in Max 9. You are hearing me, even if you can cry. And you are. Do you remember the story of David in Zikta? He's coming with his men. They had gone 
to war, and when they come back, the whole city is burnt down. Their wives and their children have been captured. Oh, if you want to see the wife of the men, capture their women. <laughs> yeah? Capture their women. Everyone is taken away. And the David and his men come here, the whole thing is burning. Instead of looking at the enemy, David's men turn against David, you. Because of you, because of your things, that's why we are here. We want our wives. We want our wives. I could even hear some of the women's spirit maybe speaking in my language saying, Bunfas, I want my wife here. <laughs> you will see what I will do to you. Yeah? But look at how David responds to a potentially explosive situation. It doesn't say, guys, I am David. I can kill. I can fight. Yeah? All of you here, it's me who made you. You were criminals. You were dead. You were nothing. I made you. He didn't say that. He would have been true to say, I made you. But that's not the response for a faith person. That's not the response that God wants. No. Then the Bible says he checks an info, calls and inquires from God. That's what faith does. Amen. That's what patience does. He waits on the Lord. And we don't we are not told how long he took pray. But it could have been quite some hours while some men went threatening to kill him. And some of them, the Bible says they become so weak through weeping for their wives and children. They could do anything, yeah? Because even when he pursued the enemy, some of those weak ones remained crying. Oh, no, no. So instead of praying, they remained crying. Yeah? And you all know the results. He pursued and he brought everyone. Yeah? And they began dancing, seeing their wives. I came for you, we are lying. You lying. <laughs> In other words, don't be afraid of hardships. After all, the Bible says you have not resisted the enemy until you have shed your own blood. For now, guys, we haven't gotten there, but there is coming that stage where people will die for the cross. Are you going to run away? Train yourselves, enjoy. Train yourselves, persevere. Come on guys, don't be defeated by these small things. These small things. Cry, cry, weep, weep, weep. And they don't come to church for two months because there is no money at home. That's not the way of enduring such things. There are better ways of responding. You let me leave it quiet. Because that's where the clutch is. Many of us leave church, leave Jesus, leave God, go back to the world. Yeah. Because I couldn't pay fees. 
Because I put in two A, B, and C. I put in buy my wife ice cream. <laughs> yeah, and he complained all the night. And you are Perseverance. Is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let me finish. Let me end. Ask God for wisdom. Are you in any situation? Are you in any tribulation? Are you in any trouble? Ask God for wisdom. Wisdom. How to carry yourself. How to do what you ought to do. How to respond. Lord, help me. I need you here. You know my situation. This, this. How do I solve this? How do I help this? Please help me. And when you're afraid, don't just rush to do things. Sit down until he speaks to you. Don't be in a hurry, ladies and gentlemen. We are not in a hurry. Jesus is coming, yes, tomorrow, but we are not in a hurry. Because his tomorrow is not our tomorrow. Do you see that? Take your time. Learn to wait patiently on the Lord. Some specimen will say that. Wait patiently on the Lord. Yeah? Take time. But while you are waiting patiently on the Lord, you are praying. You are speaking the word into your situation. You are expecting great things. And you are doing what you ought to do. Pursue righteousness. Pursue love. Pursue faith in the midst of all your trials and tribulations. And pursue patience. Are you with me this morning? Yes. Don't be caught unawares. Be ready for anything because you are in a warfare. But patience. Yeah? William Shakespeare was ready to say, patience till the last. Yeah? He was talking by be patient too. God bless you. Let me end here. My time is just past now. I have one point left, but I need to, to cut off time meeting. So, but I will listen to my elder here. The last point is develop patience. Learn to persevere and keep. Development. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me very well as I can. Patience is already in your heart by the reason of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Your duty is to develop it. Your duty is to grow it. Your duty is to make it work for you. Your duty is to use it. It is there. Don't sit down and say, Lord, please give me patience. He has given you already. Maybe the right prayer is not teach me to be patient. Teach me to grow in patience, Lord. I have beaten up everyone who crosses my way, which is God. Teach me to be patient. When they insult me, teach me to be patient. Are you with me? Yeah. Now that's all you want. Be patient. The world will insult you. The world will provoke you. The world will mock you. The world will do anything to make you agitated until you are so angry to see me. But be patient. Are you with me? Yeah. Let them say whatever they are saying. That does not define who you are. 
when you keep quiet, you do not lose who you are. You gain more actually in the spirit. You know that this demonic people get frustrated when you don't respond to their insults. When you don't respond to their provocations, they get so agitated and they walk away from you. He thinks he's holy. I don't think I'm holy. I am holy. <laughs> That's the difference. I don't think it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, I will keep quiet and let you insult yourself. After that, I say, hey, brother, let's go for coffee. <laughs> and you have ministered to that person, I mean, for the whole of their lives. Patience. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our God and our Father, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, for your word. Lord, the cry of our hearts is that you teach us and your spirits to be patient. We're living in a crazy world. We are faced with crazy situations and circumstances around us. Teach us and train us to be patient in our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Teach us, Lord, to count all things against us as joy, that we may rejoice always. Paul says rejoice, and he says again, I say rejoice. Father, help us to rejoice always. It doesn't matter the circumstances of our lives. We are a people of joy, and your word says your joy is our strength. So help us to understand these things, develop and grow in us that knowledge of the things of the Lord. That Lord, we may not bow to the world, but Father, we may be witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ all the days of our lives. Today and forever, as we walk into this week, we are patient, we persevere, we endure, we are loving, we are kind, we are holy, we are pure, we are righteous, we are givers, and we are lovers of our God, and we save our people to save you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.